Alright, Sapphire King. Going to talk to you about a wrinkle in time. I just saw this movie last night. There's kind of a split going on with people. <clears throat> Some people say they like it. Some people are like, oh my god, I read the book and it wasn't what I thought it would be. It wasn't emotional enough. Something, something, something. Stuff, stuff, stuff. You know how people are. Now, I've never read the book. I know there was a book. So I came into this movie as a movie. I know how it feels to read a book and then they make a movie and it was nothing like the book. Trust me. I know it. Uh, I am legend. If you read, I am legend you, and you saw the Will Smith version, you know, that ain't them, them things. ain't got nothing to do with each other. Not at all. Except creatures, vampire like creatures. That's the only thing they got in common. But back to Wrinkle in Time, me personally, I liked it. It gave me, it gave me an old school Disney vibe. We're so used to Disney movies now and it's all your face is glued to the screen. Stuff is going on. Comedy here is either over, it's like emotions, emotions or funny, funny or action, action. You know, that Disney, that's what we're used to now. That wasn't always Disney. Disney movies kind of used to be slow, like, way back. Like, you got to think the original Cinderella's and all that stuff, they weren't, like, action-packed, hilarious movies. And think when Disney used to have their Sunday night movies on ABC. Not most action-packed stuff. I can name movies people don't even remember. I still be trying to find stuff and people be like, I have no idea what that is. They weren't action-packed movies. They started off slow. <laughs> and then it would pop. And then it'd still be like occasional moments of just, you know. But they were good. And Wrinkle of Time is, is like that to me. It gives me that old-school Disney vibe. It's definitely 100% aimed at preteen. This is not for you to be 30-some-odd years old and watch this. Now, you might be able to relate to some stuff when you were a teenager. It's not for you. It's not. I literally watched the stuff and was like, if I was a kid, I would definitely could see myself relating to that or some things. Personally, I could be like, yeah, I could see people judging somebody like that and how stuff is for teenagers now. Because the character loses her father. By losing, he doesn't die. He just disappears because he's a scientist. Uh, his wife is also a scientist. He disappears. He actually disappears. He, he's testing something about dimensions and harmonic resonance. How you can travel to other dimensions with your mind. And it's called tesseracting. He does it by accident. Can't get back. Nobody knows what happened. He was just gone. And it's four years later, and people where they're from keep talking about it still, because he literally just disappeared. He was a well-known scientist, like the news talks about it, the TV talks about it, and she still has to deal with the fact that she had close ties. She was a daddy's girl, essentially, and now her father's gone, and he's just gone. Nobody knows anything. So she's different now, you know? She's... Standoffish, more introverted, 
And because she's more introverted and her personality has done a 180, she's, people have labeled her now. Oh, she's a troubled child. When you watch her in school, she literally doesn't interact with nobody. But she's considered trouble and problematic. And the principal comes at her a certain type of way because she's been getting bullied by this one group of girls. And she defends her brother. And she gets in trouble, not the other girl. In this physical altercation. Which is wrong. But that's what happens in school, to be honest. If you can relate to stuff happening, you know sometimes you're in the right, but all they saw was what you did. They ain't never seen what the other person does, and you're in trouble, and you just feel like the F. Y'all don't know this about this person? How do you not know this about this person? Nobody saw, like, and that's how she feels, and she's getting this label. Oh, you weren't a troublemaker before. How is she a troublemaker now? She's not. And the girl said, like, the girl is mean. That doesn't matter. And it's like, see, you're dismissive. The principal was, I, I didn't like the principal. He acted fine, but I'm saying as a person, you didn't like him. Because it's like, but you, you can see how a child would have to deal with that type of stuff in those situations. People place labels on even adults. Oh, you're an introvert. You're, you know, you're standoffish. You're, they consider that personality to be bad because you're not extremely social. He's probably a problem. They probably got issues. Everybody wants you to fit in with the crowd and go with the flow, and she just doesn't do that. So she has labels and everything. And she expressed that people talk about her, look at her different, because, I mean, her father disappeared. It's stuff on her locker, things like that. But, you know, and she has a necklace that she keeps playing with, which is obviously a gift from her father and has his picture in it and things like that. Uh, she has a brother, which is, he's super smart too. They call him by his full name all the time, which I think was cute because it was something you would do if your brother had like, or your sister had some, it's not a weird name, it's just really interesting. Like the name fits the kid, it's just interesting and they saw him by his full name, which is cool. Some people, uh, you know, I've heard was like, why did they call him by his full name? Nobody does that. If you got a certain type of name, yeah, they do. That just that would be their way of messing with you. Like instead of your nickname, your full, both of your full names, we're gonna call you that. That is just too awesome. I love that part. Um, the villains, which honestly, there is only one villain. The villain just kind of possesses people. Near the end, uh, I will say, the which is called the it. That could have been explained a little better. It could have been done differently. I feel like it, it could have been a lot more than what it was because they just explained it as the reason people act the way they do. People are more jealous and more angry and more spiteful because of the it. The closer it gets to a person or gets in them, it makes them more mean. How would you really know that? Some people are just mean. And I mean they showed it because it possessed the boy, but he was just like outrightly just mean. He did like a 180 personality wise when he was possessed. And they could have portrayed that more while they were on earth to get the feeling like something's not right. Why is this person meaner than they were before? 
like people start to change that weren't typically this way, becoming more and more aggressive, mean, stuff like that. Showing that would have made it resonate more when they revealed to her that the it is spreading and it'll reach Earth at some point. That would have made more sense. If they spent a little more time on Earth showing that the people she interacting with, like, let's say, like, honestly, the girl that was being mean to her was being meaner because of the it, like, that would make sense. But they didn't really do that. Eh, um, nobody thought about that. That's cool. It's whatever. But that would have made it so much more. Um, the witches, I don't know what to call them, witches, sorcerers, their universal warriors were what they were called, were already here on Earth. The little boy, We're just, I'm going to call him only by his first name. Charles. I'm not doing the, the full name thing like they did in the movie. He automatically knew them. They never explained that. Which I've heard a lot online where people were like, this was happening, this was happening. I have so many questions, I have so many questions. And pretty much the consensus is, well, read the book. You can only put so much from a book in a movie. I don't, I didn't read the book. I don't know how big the book is. It might have been explained in the book. I don't know. But for the sake of the movie... It didn't detract that he knew them. It just later when you reflect on movies, it's kind of like, how does he know them, though? Does he meet them on the way to school or something? Were they Facebook friends? What's going on? Which I hope that's not the case. I'm like, why does this nine-year-old have a Facebook? That wasn't really explained. But it's something you don't really acknowledge during the movie, during the movie, you're not like, how the fuck does he know her? I was thinking they were going to. The first initial one, I thought he was literally about to explain something like, oh, I drew her. Or I touched him something, something. But no. Like, one of them literally owns a house, like, three blocks away. So I was really thrown off by that. Like, uh, uh, okay. Uh, they all kind of do stuff. Reese Witherspoon character is a, a thing. I don't know what to call it. She looks like a flying cabbage, but she's a flower, but she looks like a flying cabbage. Oprah Winfrey is like, I don't know, Thanos. I mean, not Thanos. Uh, she's like um, Galactus. Oprah Winfrey is like Galactus in this movie, except she doesn't eat worlds. I, I say Galactus because she's like, well, she's big, literally. Like she's, she she doesn't she's not normal size most of this movie most of this movie she's like the size of a planet so yeah there's even a part where they're on Reese Witherspoon back when she turns into the flying flowery cabbage and the kid reaches his hand out to brush against Oprah's cheek because she's that big yeah um Mindy. Uh, Mindy being, uh, if you've ever watched the Mindy Project, she's a comedian. Her character doesn't seem to have a power. She just makes quips. She can't speak like regular English. She speaks in quotes. So she'll speak in lyrics, like musical lyrics or quotes from books and things. So she literally quoted Sex in the City and Outcast. So, hmm. 
that one was kind of weird because I was like, what is her ability, actually? You know, she did give her something that really helped her in the movie, the girl. But, um, yeah, the three kids travel to another dimension. Mother doesn't know about it because it's, like, instantaneous. They leave and come back as if no time has passed. Uh, they have to travel between dimensions, which they don't travel between a lot. They literally go to three, maybe four, but they show that there's others. Find the father. Uh, Charles, her brother, gets possessed by the it. Which he did pretty good for, I don't know how old he is, but he's he's definitely a child. He's definitely like maybe 10, 9. I'll give him 9, to be honest. He did good. He was like, all the, the child actors were pretty good, except the boy. Um, I think his name was Kevin, and the, the, he just, he wasn't that good. At, after the movie, you kind of think, what was his point of being in the movie at all? Because when they got into a situation, all the situations that they got into, she figured out what to do herself. He didn't, like, fight any demons or figure out the piece to the puzzle or... He didn't do none of that. He really didn't. At all. Like she, her and her brother could have did it without him. He was just there. Kind of like, he was just kind of there to honestly encourage her. Which he did on occasion when she didn't kind of notice stuff and kind of bail him out. Like he almost got into a situation with the uh, weird suburban trap i don't even know what that was about with the kid that was creepy that was in suburbia and those kids and the mothers that was that was the creep the creepiest part of the movie was that i was really hoping they was gonna go into the house because these kids were all playing with their ball in sync and they bounced the ball in sync and they just stood there and they didn't move and bounced the ball 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 then suddenly stopped the mothers came out and was like it's time for dinner and then the mother's turn, go back inside. The kids all go inside, except one mother stood there and she looked at them and was like, y'all must be lost. You want to come in and have some dinner? And the boy Kevin is like, yeah, I can eat. She's like, and um, uh, the girl's like, no, 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 we're good. We're good. And he's like, what? He's like, no, what are you doing? We're sticking together. I don't think it's good to eat the food here. And then, like, the world changes because it's a planet of a million faces. So that being that the whole planet changes around them. Um, I will say the way that they, like, dimensional travel or galaxy travel, worldly travel, because it's not really dimensions, it's other galaxies. That was kind of cool. It it I can't even describe it. It was but it was cool. It was a There's so many shows that have been done and movies where you travel between galaxies or dimensions. That was a unique way in which they did it for them to travel. That was definitely something that was unique unto itself. Um The worlds were unique. I can't say I've seen none of those before. Or I didn't say I sat down and was like, eh, this looks like this 
thing from Star Trek. This looks like this planet on Star Wars. They were all unique. Um, like I said, the movie was cool to me. It reminded me of the older movies that Disney used to do, like back in the 80s, before all the animated movies. Like, it definitely reminded me of the older Disney movies. Some that, like, literally would just come on TV and didn't go to movie theaters. You know, the made for... Di when Disney just put everything out on ABC. So, I don't have any... I have no qualms about the movie. No problem whatsoever. I think everything was emotional scenes when needed. Everybody brought them. The girl... In the emotional scenes, did her job. When she needed to cry, I believe she was like it was believable that she just found her dad, and that cry was that that was it was that whole thing was that was everything. Did it make me want to cry? No, but yes, it was it was it was good. She brought it, but that's kind of the thing you wanted to see how she would she she brought it when the wife finally saw her husband for the first time. What you would expect parents to do, and even the way the kids reacted to them kissing like that, they, that was how you would expect kids to react. So I, I definitely like that. Like I said, I don't have an issue. Maybe if I read the book, I might be like, oh, well, that's not like this, and that's not like that. Yeah, I get it. I, like I said, I am legend. I, nothing like the book. I still like the movie I Am Legend for what it was. Hopefully somebody will make a version like the book. But I like the movie for what it was with Will Smith and what he did. I like the movie by itself. I like the book by itself. Sometimes people can't separate the two things. And it's like, oh, it wasn't like the book. Ugh. But was the movie good? Okay, then be quiet. And I think that's what the issue is currently with A Wrinkle in Time. People just don't feel like it. It res the book resonated with them some type of way, and the movie isn't resonating with them the same way. But if you have not read the book, or you're one of those people that can separate the two, go see the movie. Everything was good. Editing was great. It didn't jump from here to there, and you're like, wait, what, what just happened? Continuity was cool. Diverse cast. I've, for a movie with literally probably only... 12, 10, if that, people actually in it that talk diverse extremely well. Something we don't get enough of. The movie was good. I heard Ava DuVernay got another job already, which I will discuss that in my next podcast. I liked it. I say go see it. I look forward to when it hits Netflix or whatever. I'll watch it again. It's definitely something I could see myself watching. More so like at night, late at night, I'd watch that. Not to say that it's bad to watch during the day, but I just I just would foresee that'd be something I'd be watching at night. Wow. Sci-Fi King. Recommending the Wrinkle in Time. Go see it if you already saw it. Hope you loved the review. The next movie might be Tomb Raider. I don't know. Tomb Raider is not really a sci-fi. It's really action. But it's based on a video game. Video games ain't real. Eh, I don't know. 
But I think I really I'm gonna think I'm gonna hold out for Pacific Rim too. That's what I feel. In my spirit, I wanna hold out for Pacific Rim too. Let me know how y'all feel about that. <laughs>